0: Kevin Ayo. And as we move into the next 100 episodes, I am reminded of something one of my early teachers said. He said, stick to the basics. And when you feel you've mastered them, it's time to start all over again. Begin anew. Begin with the basics. This time, paying closer attention. And these are some of the basics, my friends, buffering the awareness of the attention to, and the training to remove them is all part of the basics. Now, remember we are talking about buffering and in the previous episodes, I taught you guys about the value of stopping all buffering, what buffering is, why it's so easy to get into buffering in the first place and then create overdesire for ourselves and why it's so difficult to stop buffering for the same reasons. Now, before I get into how to stop buffering, before I give you guys some of the tools that I use with my students in the academy, I want to remind you of a few things. The first thing I want to clarify is, is what buffering is. It's not the thing, my brother. It's not the action. So many times I think we get confused about what buffering is. Buffering goes in the action line, but it's not the alcohol or the drinking of it. It's not the pornography or the watching of it. It's not the video games or the playing of of them i want you guys to understand that buffering is not the action itself it is the cause of the action or the desire for the action now the difference may seem slight and it's so important because there's nothing wrong with alcohol right it's a liquid it's neutral it's neither good nor bad it simply exists in the matrix for us to have a relationship with which is to say for us to have thoughts about right? That's what our relationships are. Relationships are thoughts with things and people. Now, the same is true of pornography. The same is true of drugs and television and social media and video games and Tinder and other dating sites and sugar and all the other things. These things are all neutral brothers. They're all circumstances. When we engage with these things, they're still neutral and now they are in action as we take it. So to watch, to drink, to eat, to scroll, to swipe, to play and so on, right? Right so buffering goes in the a-line of the model of alignment to the universal truth and if you remember the model it's i know it's been a while since we've talked about this tool for aligning yourself with the universal truth then you know that circumstances thoughts feelings actions and results make up the fine components of the model and buffering is an action we take for one of two reasons the first is to avoid negative emotions when we don't want to feel something uncomfortable that painful emotion that floods our body from unconscious belief systems, right? That feeling and the vibration of our cells that we get from our thoughts. One of the ways humans can avoid that emotional discomfort, you know, which is natural and normal for the motivational triad of the animal brain is to take an action that tricks the brain into believing you're doing something that is required and important for your survival, enter buffering an action that the brain associates with survival in a highly concentrated form and releases massive amounts of dopamine to train the body to take this action frequently, right? To desire this action. This then leads to the second reasons humans choose to buffer, which is due to self-created over-desire. The more we train our brain to believe that this action, whatever it is, is so important for our survival, the more our brain tells us that we want it and creates the emotion of desire for which we then act in impulse or compulse, and the action becomes more and more difficult to stop doing. I mean, after all, if we stop doing this action, our brain will tell us we are going to die. Right? The brain tells us it's super duper important for our survival. So what I want you guys to know here is that it's not the action itself. Buffering is the brain functioning within the beta condition software of the animal-based motivational triad hardware to avoid emotional pain, seek emotional pleasure, and function efficiently, which is to say unconsciously and automatically. Now, this is where my philosophy and methodology deviates from other programs that serve humans to help them get control of their behavior. I don't say that the circumstance is bad. I don't say drugs are bad. I don't say porn is bad. Nor do I say that the human must identify as being out of control, like I am an alcoholic or I am an addict. The truth is the circumstance is neutral and you can learn to remove the over-desire you created. So that you can take these actions if you choose to without feeling out of control around them Most of my students would never identify as an addict or having a problem at all They just want to drink a little liquid courage, right? I need a little liquid courage to you know Approach that person or have a few beers before bed as a reward for a long day at work Or I just want to have a snack even though i'm not hungry Or I just want to watch some pornography because I don't have a girlfriend or I want to scroll social media to check in on friends And what's happening in the world the brain allows for so many reasons, so many excuses, so many rationalizations and why it needs that dopamine to survive. So buffering isn't the thing itself. It is your relationship with the thing, which means it's your thoughts about the thing. And for most of you, when it comes to buffering, your thoughts about the thing are unconsciously telling you that you had better engage with this thing right? The alcohol, the sugar, the TV, the video games, on the phone, the dating app, the pornography, the social media, and all the rest of it, or else you're going to die. Yes, you have conditioned your brain to make your relationship with these things that important. Your very survival depends on it, brother. Now, you don't know what you don't know right? When I started out as a confidence coach before making the shift into cognition coaching, I did a few workshops on pornography and how to stop watching it. Pornography was one of my buffers and I wanted to teach humans how to stop watching pornography if they thought their relationship with porn was creating undesired results. For me, it brought down my self-confidence and so to develop more confidence in my students, removing pornography as a habit was a program that I offered. And I actually still do offer this program in the academy. I advertised this program on Facebook, and I was very fascinated by some of the responses I would get. Now, I know the internet is full of trolls and haters and instigators, but even with that knowledge, I was amazed at some of the comments that showed up in my advertisement. I mean, some of the things were like, hey, you know, my girlfriend's in the military. You know, she's deployed. I have to watch pornography, or pornography is a part of being an alpha male, or if you don't watch pornography, then you're not an alpha male, or pornography is how you have sex when you're an alpha male. I mean, all kinds of some of these things that came up on my comments. My point is that most humans don't know when they are buffering because it's such an unconscious process You have convinced your brain Which has now convinced you that what you're doing is super important for your survival And you're probably not even aware of it. How do you become aware of it? Right. That's the question, right coach like okay coach if i'm not aware of that i'm buffering then how do I become aware of it? You just stop doing it stop doing the action just once When you have a desire to eat sugar or drink alcohol or watch porn or check Facebook or Instagram or whatever, just don't and see what happens, (laughs) right? Like put your phone away for the day. Are you constantly thinking about it? Do you have this uncontrollable urge in your body to look at it? Do you feel agitated and anxiety around it? Do you want to check your emails, your texts, your likes, your notifications? Or how about this? Next time you go to a gathering, next time you go to a party or a bar or a club or whatever, don't drink any alcohol and pay attention to what happens within you. Is there deprivation, agitation, irritation? Your brain wants to know why you're putting yourself at risk of death. That's what's happening When you don't reward your over-desire. Now check this out. I'm going to give you a couple of tools on this episode to help you stop buffering. However, the most important step you can make is to expose your buffer, is to bring it into the light. Because once you have awareness around a thing from that point forward, what you do with that thing is a choice. As long as it is unconscious, it has you. And it has you believing that you need it. For your survival, which is also fine. I want you guys to remember, I am not telling you that you must quit buffering. (laughs) I'm not telling you that you must live your life as an alpha male. You are totally within your power of free will to choose to live in the animal motivational triad hardware and program through a beta condition. I don't know what's best for you, brother. Only you do. Elevating your alpha is not easy, and it starts with identifying and removing your buffers, which is also not an easy process. But if you're looking for easy, you won't find it anywhere. Life isn't easy. Being a beta male full of buffering is also a path to suffering, as I know, because I've lived there too. Life is going to be hard. You just have to decide if you want to put in your effort to make your life hard as an alpha or as a beta. If you choose to live your life in that animal hardware and beta software, by all means, look, I'm not going to unfriend you and I'm not going to tell you, you can't listen to this podcast anymore. You're an adult human being and you make your own choices. If you choose to live your life by training yourself to develop human hardware and alpha software, then keep listening. Cause here we go. The first thing I want to tell you is that you must commit. Now, I've talked about commitment before. It's not an easy thing to retrain your brain to know what's important for your survival and what's not, right? Right now, your brain is thinking that this thing, this buffer is so deeply important for you because it's a highly concentrated source of dopamine. Understand, it's a highly concentrated source of pleasure, which your brain thinks means It's what's keeping you alive, it's what's keeping you safe, it's what's keeping you in that state of survival. So what's gonna happen here, I want you to imagine this. Imagine you're standing in a field and you're surrounded by lions that are all staring at you and encroaching in upon you. Right? Now, you're standing there and you're an expert marksman. I give you a rifle. So you're not afraid of these lions. You know that once they reach a certain distance or proximity from you, you can take them down. Like your life is not in danger. These lions are putting their life in danger because as they approach you, they're getting closer to where you're gonna pick up that rifle and start to shoot to protect yourself. Now, that rifle is your buffer. That rifle is what your brain is telling you is keeping you alive. What's going to happen when you start to remove your buffers is that basically, I'm going to come down, I'm going to snatch that rifle out of your hands, but the lions are still there, brother. You know what's going to happen to your brain? All of a sudden, danger, danger, danger. You are going to freak out. You are going to think you're going to die, right? Your brain is going to tell you that you're going to die. You are going to undergo major amounts of deprivation. I have taken away your source of survival. I've taken that rifle from you, right? But really, what's happening is you are choosing to stop taking action in your buffers. And that's the same thing as taking away that rifle. But here's the thing, and this is what's so powerful, is that as you work to allow your urges, as you work to allow an undesire, or I would say to recreate or rewire what you created as an overdesire, then what you're going to find out is that all the lions around you are holograms. There was never any danger there to begin with that rifle was a false sense of protection against things that were never even there and that's where buffering begins buffering begins in a way to avoid a negative emotion so we take up that highly concentrated dopamine hit so that we can feel good but then our brain associates that highly concentrated dopamine hit with survival and all of a sudden now those holograms those illusions of lions that felt so dangerous, now can be very real because, hey, we've got this buffer, we've got this rifle. So the first thing you've gotta do is commit. You've gotta commit to knowing it's going to be hard and you're going to feel terrible at first. You know what? Check this out. Like, I'll say to my students, and I'm gonna say this to you, my audience out there. I'm gonna say, like, have you fully committed? And of course, they're gonna say, yes, Coach, I'm all in. So what I'll say to them is, great. Then let's set up a contract. So that if you go back to your buffering in any way, you will pay me an extra 100k. And then there's usually that dead silence, right? Or a lot of uh, <laughs> right? Those ums and ahs that follow, right? I could have switched it the other way too, right? Which is usually a much faster, quick agreement, right? It's like, if you make it for this time, then I'll give you 100K. It's like, oh yeah, we can do that. But there's nothing to lose for the student in that way. The point is this, what is something that you desire more, that your brain correlates to survival more than your buffer? And can you use that as a commitment? Not literally, of course, like I'm not serious when I tell my students that they're going to have to pay me $100,000 if they go back on their buffering, because a part of the protocol, part of the process is having those exceptions and having those allowed urges and so on but you can do it literally if you want to i mean look to set it up hundred thousand dollars to charity right you know if you go back on your buffer you give hundred thousand dollars to charity but think about it when your brain desires that instagram or desires that Pornhub or desires that soda or whiskey does your relationship with money override your relationship with these things would you give up instagram for one year if at the end of that year you knew someone would give you a hundred thousand dollars would you give up alcohol or sugar or porn or anything for one year if it meant that you ate drank or watched it you would have to pay someone one hundred thousand dollars what about 50k It's basically this, your commitment to stopping your buffer has to be epic. If I told you that I would give you $10 million if you stayed on your protocol, or I would kill someone you loved if you didn't stay on your protocol, then the decision would be easy for you. This gives you tremendous amount of freedom. This gives you the ability to override that willpower. That usually leads to relapse. This work is as good as done when your reason for doing it is more compelling than the physical urges and the emotional desire. So committing is first. Make the commitment. Tell yourself you're going to do this and then do it, brother. It's not, oh, I'd like to stop buffering or I wish I could stop buffering or even I want to stop buffering. It's I've stopped buffering. Now, I've already discussed allowing urges in a previous podcast episode and the 100 allowed urges tool allowing your over desire to be there flowing into deprivation as you don't reward the urge don't reward the desire is retraining your brain that you will not die if you don't take the action. Check out that podcast episode, which is listed in the show notes. Go back and listen to that one because I don't want to go over that tool again. Now, the following set of plans I offer my students in the academy are a part of a protocol that they create for themselves personally with my assistants, because obviously each buffer is different and each student has a different relationship with their individual buffers. So the first plan is the buffer plan. Now, a buffer plan is a plan that you create in which you decide 24 hours in advance with your prefrontal cortex, right, from your alpha state, how much, what, and when you're going to buffer and that you will never buffer in response to an urge understand brothers like this is a process of reconditioning you are retraining your brain and when you buffer in response to an urge you interrupt that process you interrupt the protocol and you fall back into that old wiring so a buffer plan can be made a week in advance if you want you can make it a week in advance you can make it a month in advance but it always must be done at least 24 hours in advance of any buffering which basically means that if you're going to do any buffering you can't do it for a day from right now for 24 hours from right now now you can make that plan say right now I want a buffer but I can only do it in a day from now right and there are no exceptions to that every time you buffer you must have planned it and written it down 24 hours ahead of time so a buffer plan also includes anticipating how you're going to feel before during and after you buffer the power of this plan lies in giving you a structure to use your conscious human alpha brain to make decisions ahead of time instead of reacting to urges, reacting to that over-desire. The next plan is the exception plan. Now, I want you to understand that exceptions are a part of protocol work. There may be times you want to make exceptions. It's so important for you to understand that the key to learning not to react or respond to a presented urge, but Instead, to use your prefrontal cortex to plan these exceptions at least 24 hours in advance and to make commitments to yourself and keep them. Now, this is very similar to a buffer plan. The idea with the exception plan is that it goes beyond the protocol of the buffer plan. It is completely optional. You don't have to ever use an exception plan. Most students stick with their buffer plan. Exceptions plans are useful when the aim is to remove the buffer completely rather than cutting back on the activity. For example, if I want to never eat any sugar again, or I want to never drink any alcohol again, then it may be that I don't have a buffer plan for my sugar or a buffer plan for my alcohol, because it's simply not there. Like just, I'm just not going to drink anymore. I'm just not going to eat any more sugar. So the exception plan is nice because then it's like, if I have a party I go to or a anniversary or a wedding or something where, hey, I may want an exception plan here. I may want to have, you know, a glass of champagne or I may want to have a couple of beers, a glass of whiskey, whatever it is that I choose ahead of time. Again, 24 hours in advance, or maybe it's a, I'm going to have a slice of cake or a couple bites of, you know, whatever the birthday is, or maybe the sugar is that I'm going to have an exception on this plan, but it must be done in advance. It's a lot like that buffer plan where you just give yourself that exception and then you get back on that protocol, which may be, zero, zero intake. Now I want you to be prepared for the consequences of the exception. That's the idea of the exception plan. The buffer plan has its protocol. The exception plan has its consequences. Maybe you won't physically feel well, after the exception. Maybe you'll feel foggy, maybe you'll have a headache, maybe you'll feel a sickness in your stomach, maybe you'll have a hangover. It's important to realize that as a part of the planning process, you are signing up for the full experience, which includes the negative, which includes that consequence of what happens if you decide to make the exception. Now, the exception plan is very clean. It's basically just three parts. The first part is, why am I making this exception? Right? I mean, you have the date, right? You want to put the day of the exception down. It's got to be at least 24 hours in advance. But the first question is, why am I making this exception? Like, have that reason. Understand why you're doing this, why you're making this exception. Why is it important for you to make this exception? The next step is the action plan on exception day. This is basically the buffer plan. So if you have a buffer plan, you can use your buffer plan or you can go beyond your buffer plan. If you don't have a buffer plan, if your buffer plan is just you know, zero tolerance, nothing, like it's just, I'm not going to take in any alcohol, I'm not going to take in any sugar, I'm not going to watch any pornography or play any video games, then the exception plan is the plan, it's the action plan on the exception day, which goes back to the buffer plan of what, how much, when, and so on. The third part of the exception plan is the consequence that you're signing up for. And this is also very important. There cannot be any I don't knows in the buffer plan. There cannot be any I don't knows in the exception plan. You've got to know what the consequences of, what's the net negative of choosing to partake in this particular buffer. Now, you will know some of this because you are working towards removing this buffer anyway. So you know how this particular action affects you so i'm going to give you an example i'm going to give you guys an example here a very quick a very easy example using alcohol where you know maybe the date of the exception is your birthday and the why am I making this exception, it's because it's my birthday dinner. And again, you know when your birthday is you are making this exception at least 24 hours in advance. If alcohol is your thing, if you're the type of guy that gets home from work and you know you have a couple glasses of whiskey, you have a couple glasses of wine or you're you know you're doing the beer thing and you do that as a reward. You say you're like, look, I want to kind of cut back on my drinking. I'm noticing I'm getting a little overweight. I'm noticing I'm not sleeping well. I'm noticing that how it's being affecting me in the morning and you know Just the cost as well Like I just don't want to be drinking as much if alcohol is your buffer if it's something that you're saying I'm rewarding myself for a long day's work or it's just help me de-stress or relax at night Then if you're working on removing the alcohol and then you want to make the exception for your birthday Then at least 24 hours in advance brother, you know that date you say why am I making this exception? It's my birthday dinner right? So I'm going to go back to drinking, right? You've taken all this time. Maybe if it's been months without drinking and you say, I'm going to make an exception. It's my birthday dinner. Now, my action plan on that exception day is I will have up to and no more than two glasses of wine, right? Or two glasses of whiskey, right? Or whatever it is, right? But that's your action. My action is this. Maybe I'll have one, maybe I'll have none, but I will have no more than two. And that's kind of that how much, right? You can even be more specific. It says, I'll have no more than 16 ounces. I'll have no more than 24 ounces. You know, same thing with alcohol, same thing with beer. I'll have no more than four 12-ounce cans or bottles or, you know, two tall boys or whatever you decide to do. Now, that action plan is your alpha state. That's your prefrontal cortex saying, look, I am in control. I am in control of this. This is my birthday dinner. I'm choosing to drink. I know I haven't drank for you know, a month or two months, I, you know, I used to drink out of control. So now I'm choosing ahead of time to have no more than X, Y, Z, right? Two glasses of beer for some of you. And for some of my students, that can be a scary thing. That can be a thing where your brain starts to say, whoa, now we're going to go back into this old habit. You start to think about, whoa, this is going to take me back. That's why it's so important to stick to your action plan and then get back on your protocol the next day. That's the point of the exception plan. Stick to the action you're gonna have that day, and then the next day you're right back on your protocol. Now, the third part is the consequences, the consequences that you're signing up for, and you know what that is. So for this action plan, you know, the date of the exception is my birthday, it's my birthday dinner is the reason, I'm gonna have no more than three beers, and the consequences I'm signing up for is that I will have a lower quality of sleep and I may not feel my best the next day. That's for me, brothers. Like I know how alcohol affects me. I don't sleep that well at night and I'm usually a little groggy the next day. So that's my exception plan for alcohol. If I'm choosing to drink on my birthday and otherwise I'm just not really drinking a lot, I don't really have much of a buffer plan around alcohol. It's just kind of like, I don't do it anymore. Now there are so many plans and protocols I offer my students, but for the sake of the time domain of this podcast episode, I'm gonna finish with the upcoming event plan. I think the upcoming event plan is a good one because just as we plan exceptions, From our buffer plan with our prefrontal cortex, we also want to do the same for situations where we expect there will be a particularly stressful or difficult situation, right? Or circumstance and where we might normally have added triggers or circumstances that might cause us to deviate from the buffer plan. So we've got this buffer plan, right? It was like, okay, this is my buffer plan. I'm going to stick to this. But then there's this upcoming event. Right? Like there's this upcoming event that I know is coming up that I'm like, whoa, like this is going to trigger me. It's going to cause stress or difficult where I know that I'm going to want to take action beyond what my buffer plan is. So the upcoming event plan allows you to anticipate that your unconscious brain will attempt to make you think that you will die if you don't buffer, right? It's gonna be like that, whoa, I need survival, I need it now. And having this plan helps you keep your prefrontal cortex in charge and your alpha elevated. So what the upcoming event plan is, it's a little bit longer, it's nine parts. And I wanna go through this one with you guys, I wanna walk through this one with you as well. So the first thing is, What is the event? I want you guys to know, though, that the upcoming event plan, there's no exceptions to this. It's just this is what you will follow. This is your plan. This is your alpha. This is your CEO brain telling your employee brain how it's going to behave during this upcoming event. Now, the first thing is what is the event? Just describe the event. Then you go into what will be challenging about this event. What is your brain telling you about this event where you're going to believe or you're going to think that you're going to trigger some sort of need, some sort of urge, some sort of desire to buffer. Now, the third one is what do you want to do at the event? What is your decision ahead of time? Like, what is your commitment to yourself? So in other words, like, do you have what's challenging, but also how do you want to show up? Like, how do you want to behave? How do you want to be at this event? Like what kind of person, you know, it's like, it's that mental rehearsal, brother. What kind of person do you want to be? How do you want to show up from your alpha state? And the next, question is, what is your specific plan to carry this out? So knowing that you're going to be hit, right? Knowing you're going to be hit with urge, knowing you're going to be hit with desire, how do you want to show up anyway? And what is your plan for doing this? Now, when you arrive at the event, how will you justify or excuse not following your plan, right? This is not a reason to not follow your plan, this is you anticipating the obstacles. This is you anticipating what your brain is going to tell you when you're there and those urges and desires start to hit, right? So when you're there, what is your brain gonna start to do? What's your brain gonna start to say to you to rationalize, to justify, to excuse all of the things that you have already pre-planned not to do, right? You're not gonna buffer, you're not gonna drink, you're not gonna, whatever it is with this event, I can eat sugar or drink alcohol or, you know, take out, take your phone out of your pocket to look at whatever, right? There's none of that. But what is your brain going to tell you when it's like, oh, I need to check my text messages. Oh, I need to check my Facebook, right? Your brain is going to come with an excuse for you to do that. So anticipate that. The next question is visualize three scenarios where you may be challenged and what action you want to take. Again, brother, this is mental rehearsal. What you're essentially doing is you are looking at those scenarios where, okay, now I have this urge. Like, There's a scenario. The scenario is you're a single dude, you see a beautiful woman, and you're on a buffer plan to not drink. Whoa, like, there's a scenario right there. Here's an upcoming event. There might be a lot of beautiful single women. I can imagine that I'm going to want to deviate from my buffer plan to not drink. So what is one of those scenarios? And What is going to be challenging and what action are you going to want to take instead of deviating from your plan? Instead of going to the bar to get that liquid courage, what action do you want to take instead? The next question is if it gets really hard, like if the urges are unbearable, if the desire is vibrating at such an intensity that you don't know if you're going to make it, you really think you're going to die if you don't buffer right now then what is your plan like it's kind of like plan b plan c right like plan a is to the upcoming event like here's what i'm going to do what's plan b like what when things get really really hard the last couple questions are for you to go into the event right The first one is write a message to yourself that you can read at this event to remind you to follow your plan. Just something very short. You can excuse yourself. You can go to the restroom or go to the lobby of the event and you can just very quickly Read this message that you've written to yourself to remind you that you're an alpha male that you're in control That it's just the vibrations in the cells of your body that are creating desire that it's just you have programming your brain to desire this action in order to get the dopamine secretion Because your brain is afraid because you think it's taught you about survival because at this point All it's saying is that you need this or else you're gonna die, right? What is that little message you can write to yourself at this event to read it and remind you to follow your plan? And then the last one is write a mantra that you can say quickly and quietly in your head if you don't have time to excuse yourself if you don't have time to go and read your message what's a very quick mantra that you could say it's like it's not going to kill me right it's not going to kill me if i don't buffer and it, sometimes it can be as simple as that it's like it's just my brain to thinking i'm going to die right it's okay i'm not going to die but whatever it is whatever that mantra is for you that's the last part of the upcoming event plan so it's those nine points now brothers, that's what I've got for you this week. The time for you is now go to the alpha and enroll in the academy. You can do that at the top menu where it says work with Kevin and click on the link for the elevated alpha society, Spartan Academy brothers, buffering wastes time and money. It disconnects you from yourself and other people. It leaves you with physical consequences, all that stuff that I call a net negative. And most of all, What's most insidious about buffering is that buffering is run from beta software that is programmed on survival-based motivational triad hardware from an animal brain elevate and step into your alpha state you can learn to run alpha software written on thrive based motivational hardware from a human brain you are an alpha brother unleash develop train and elevate your alpha thank you for listening to this episode of the alpha male coach podcast if you enjoy what you've heard and want even more sign up for unleash your alpha Your guide to shifting to the Alpha Mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash Unleash.